adding value to clients is a core value, core tenant over here at The Efficient Advisor. And today's episode is going to be a game changer for you when it comes to a simple to execute value add that is huge, huge on impact. If you've coached with me or if you've attended any of my live or virtual workshops, you know when it comes to adding value, we're looking for two things. One, we're looking for how much impact does it actually have on your clients? And two, what is the difficulty required to execute said value add? When I come across something that is lower on difficulty and huge, crazy high on impact, I cannot wait. I am so here for it and I cannot wait to share it with this community. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Today's guest, Blake Brewer, is something really, really special. He is on a mission to help parents create lasting legacy beyond finances for their children. And he partners with financial advisors to help them become, you know, that indispensable advisor in their clients' lives. Legacy Letter, which is this awesome idea, was actually just featured on the Today Show. It's it's that cool. And at the end of the episode in the outro, I'm going to share with you how I would create a process around this value add and how I would have incorporated this into my business themes for 2023. Blake joins us today to share how his father inspired him to help parents create legacies for their children. He discusses the power of words and writing letters and explains how he helps financial advisors make a massive impact. Get the tissues out. This story is moving and talk about impact. Look, I know you're here because you want to make a massive difference in the lives of your clients. Almost every advisor I talk to when we're coaching, you know, tells me that they got into this industry because they want to help people. And it can be a little exhausting. It can be a little overwhelming. And I know you're here and you're listening today because you know it's possible to have leftover energy for your family and still run that dream business that makes a huge impact on your clients' lives. And you know the business that I'm talking about, the one that you are running instead of it running you. If you're new to the Efficient Advisor, I'm Libby Grywe. I started, built, and sold by 37, a 100% referral-only planning practice that I grew to seven figures as a solo advisor, all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year to lean into being a mom, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter, and frankly, a travel-obsessed human who loves to take vacations. I'm here to walk alongside you and to show you how to do exactly the same thing and to take immediate action on the most important strategies for scaling, organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your business. We are about to transform your practice. So move over exhaustion and move over advisor ADD. It is time to take that one right next step to build a business and a life that you love. And Blake and I actually recorded this episode before the end of the year, and I have been saving it. It is so special. I really didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle of year end or, you know, kind of in the shuffle of all things new year. I also wanted to wait for it to appear on the Today Show so that I could link that for you. 
I have been building out a resource page on the efficient advisor for you, and I'm going to have all of the details for legacy letter there for you, along with some other vetted, trusted products and services. I know advisors are always on the hunt for like a good payroll service, like a great HUD hunter, but I want you to seriously consider adding this to your value adder themes for 2023 as something that you can offer to your clients that requires, you know, very little work on your end and huge impact on your client's end. I think this is something that they will be sharing with their friends and family and telling about and, you know, hello referrals. Anyway, I want you to know I've got all of the details out on the website under resources. So without further ado, let's dive into this awesomeness with Blake Brewer. Blake, I am super excited for this conversation. I feel like I say that every time I record an interview, but this one in particular, I have been just really, really excited to share with advisors. Ever since I met you, I've been thinking about this every time I'm coaching advisors, every time we're talking about adding value to your clients, um, this, this, and I'm like, oh, I can't tell them yet. Cause I want to keep this like almost like a, like a weird little secret that I just want to spring on people here at the end of the year. Cause it's so powerful and so impactful, but you have been on my mind ever since we connected a couple of months ago. And I'm maybe have a weird obsession. It might be borderline weird, um, but I'm kind of obsessed with what you're doing and how powerful it is. So thank you so much for being here. Well, Libby, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited. We had a great conversation a couple of months ago, so I'm glad that we can get something recorded and uh, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Well, so before we dive into kind of the business side of this and how I think what you're doing will amplify advisors' businesses all over the country. Why don't we, why don't you start with sharing your story and sort of how that experience built up to this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my dad did something for me when I was 19 years old that absolutely changed my life. I was a freshman at the University of Arkansas and my mom called me and said, we're going on a family vacation to Hawaii. I said, heck yeah, let's go. (laughs) And first day that we were there, we went to the beach and all the family, we all went and everyone was laid out. Um, and then my dad said, Hey, I'm, I don't, I'm tired of laying out. I want to go snorkeling. And so I, I walked down the beach with my dad and I just remember thinking there's nowhere else in the world that I would rather be than with my dad right now. And my dad um, looked at me with a big smile and my dad was kind of an introverted, kind of a, a quiet guy. He was, he was a good dad. Um, now that I'm a dad, I realized he wasn't the perfect dad. Um, but he had a really good heart and he looked at me with a big smile and said, man, I'm glad that you're out here with me and uh, really made me feel like a million bucks. Um, but, uh, I tell people I'll never forget that smile because that was the last smile that I'd ever get from my dad. And so we put on the snorkel gear, we headed out in the water again, having an amazing time. And we just kept going further and further out. And we ended up in an area that I now know is called Witch's Brew, And Witch's Brew is known for its treacherous waters. It was treacherous that day. And there was a point where I realized I didn't know where my dad was. And so I began to scan the waters and and I saw him. And I could tell that my dad was struggling. And he was still treading water, um, but he began to yell for help. And my dad um, had this big, deep, booming voice. And but this cry for Yelp was more like a like a soft whimper. And so with everything that I had, I got over to my dad as quickly as I could. And when I got to my dad, he was underneath the water and he was unconscious. And so I put my arms around my dad and 
to the best of my ability, I just began to swim with my dad, trying to get him to shore as quickly as I could. Luckily, a, a nearby snorkeler and the lifeguards ended up seeing what was going on and they came over to help out and they got my dad um, to shore and they began to do CPR uh, to my dad. And as I was right there next to my dad, I just began to cry out to God, God, would you please save my dad's life? And um, I, I really knew that just at any moment, my dad was going to come to just like in the movies and the water was going to come out of his mouth and the, and the his eyes were going to kind of flicker open, but it never happened. And so my dad ended up drowning that day. And it literally went from one of the best moments of my life to the worst in a, just a matter of minutes. And I was just just in total shock. And I was just like, God, what in the heck just happened? I remember asking um, myself, how are we about to make it without my dad? And how am I about to make it without my dad? So then it was a, a few hours after that, that now we're back uh, in the condo and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed in the back bedroom by myself. And uh, my mom appeared in the doorway and she said, I, I found something in your dad's briefcase that I know he was going to give you on this trip. And of course, I had no idea what she was talking about, but in her hand, she was holding some sheets of paper. And so she walked across the room and handed me those, those papers on the top. It said, dear Blake, Natalie, and Marcus, my sister and brother's name. And it was a letter. And apparently my dad had been working on this letter for, for several months having no idea that he was about to die, having no idea that this would be his final, final words to us. But I began to read this letter and it was everything that I needed uh, in that moment. My dad shared with us how it felt about us. My dad shared some uh, advice with us. This letter ultimately just provided hope, like hope that we're going to make it. Um, and then I just felt so loved. Like, don't tell me my dad didn't love me. Like my dad in the middle of, he was a hospital executive. He refed football games on the side. He was very involved in our church. He was a busy guy. And in the middle of that, like he took the time to put his thoughts about us on paper. Um, I get to the last uh, line of this letter and I believe only God could have allowed my dad to write this, but my dad wrote, as you're being faithful to the Bible, you're often going to find yourself in the minority here on earth but I can assure you that in heaven, you'll be in the majority. Love your dear old dad. And it was in that moment that I was like, man, I am, I'm going to see my dad again. And I knew that I was going to make it. And so that letter absolutely um, got me through that time of grieving in my life. I was grieving really hard for the next year. And I even had some uh, counselors at the end of the year say, like, Blake, you grieved this like in a very healthy way compared to most people. And I attribute that all to my dad and his, this letter that he wrote us. I mean, I could have easily, I was feeling so much pain and I, I could have easily seen myself escaping that pain through, you know, drugs or alcohol or girls, whatever it might be. But yet during this time, I, I actually grew and developed more in my relationship with God and in my leadership and with others than I ever had before in my life. And it was because of my dad's, the words that my dad wrote in that letter. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years 
I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast, which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. Oh, that's amazing. I'm over here like, oh, yep, I forgot. I should have brought tissues. I was prepared <laughs> to hear it again. Um, but it's what hit me so deep in that is just this ability for your dad to leave you some powerful words, powerful advice, um, you know, some thoughts for you that you could carry with you forever. And whether people are listening or of whatever faith they're listening to, but to be able to leave a one-liner that you could mic drop at the end of a letter to your children that could genuinely change the trajectory of their life is, is just, uh, I mean, it's just awesome. Like what an incredible, incredible gift that of just, I really, I'm, I'm like kind of like stumbling over my words because it's just so cool to see that. And I promise we're going to tie this into advisory businesses, but it's so cool to see your dad's like structure that he created in this letter to really impact you. And I'm sure it had a similar impact on your siblings. So share with us how you used this letter throughout your life, um, to the point that you're at now, and then what you're doing with it in this mission that you're on. Yeah. And my, let me be clear. My dad, when he wrote this letter, he was going to give it to me that weekend. Like he knew that his 19 year old son needed his words, needed his voice in, in his life. And I did. Um, it just so happened that he tragically passed. And so then as I, as I graduated from college and started my, I got my accounting degree and started my career and then got married, started having kids and through the ups and downs of all of that, um, there was my dad's words and his letter still guiding me. There was moments in my marriage. Um, I'm very happily married. I love my wife. She's awesome. Um, more things have been amazing. And then there's also moments if, I mean, if you're married, you know, or it's like <laughs> things get hard and there would be like my dad's words, um, still like encouraging me persevere, you know, to persevere and to keep fighting. Um, and so then it was a couple of years ago that I went to write a letter to my children. If anyone knows the value of a letter from their dad, it's me. And so I, I, I sit down to write this letter and I was staring at this blank sheet of paper and it was really hard to write the letter. I'm like, what am I going to write? And it took me a long time to get the letter done. And it just hung over my head until I finished, but, um, I knew I had to finish. Number one, I don't know when my last day on the planet's going to be. I have to have something written down for my children. And then also, I just, I see the world that uh, my children are growing up in and the number of people in the world that are trying to influence them through social media. And it's, it's, it's really difficult um, to be a person and, uh, and a child in, in the world we're living in uh, right now. And I think that's why you see anxiety is through the roof. Um, uh, suicides is through the roof. Like, like there is a war for the minds of our children. And I know that my wife and I need to help our children win that. And that I want to be very clear about our values and um, how I feel about them. So I finished the letter and it felt amazing as uh, it was like this milestone moment in my fatherhood journey. Uh, I actually, Libby, I, I went ahead and I can't remember if I told you this before that I read it to my daughter when she was four 
And uh, I said that, I said, uh, Gracie Kate, I said, daddy's got something for you tonight. And so I began to read this to her. Normally I'm reading her a book, like a princess book or something. And uh, so I began to read this and I forgot how emotional I was going to be reading this. I mean, I poured my heart and soul into this letter and she had never seen me cry like this before. And so I'm just wondering what she's thinking. And so I get to the end of it and I look up at her and uh, she looks at me and she says, uh, daddy, can you uh, read me the princess book now? Yeah, exactly. But the next night she went up to my wife at dinner and she said, last night, daddy read me a message. Can he read me that message again tonight? And so she didn't understand all the concepts in there. She will in time, but she got the main one. She's got a daddy that loves her. And so it was around that time that I meet a guy named uh, Victor Marks. Um, he's doing amazing things around the world, rescuing women and children that are caught up in sex trafficking. But he says that when he was 25 years old, uh, he was living a hellish life, just got out of the Marines and received a letter from his biological dad. And he says he was ticked. He was like, who? Because it said, dear son. He's like, who does this man think he is to call me dear son? He had abandoned him and he had four stepfathers. Well, long story short, Victor went to go meet his biological dad. His bi biological dad had had a complete life change, had, had become a Christian. And then because of this new relationship, Victor became a Christian and his life completely changed. His dad became his best friend. So he's telling me this story and I'm like, man, it all started with a letter from his dad. And I'm like, I got a letter from my dad. And then a couple months go by, I meet another guy. He tells me a story about getting a life-changing letter from his dad. And it was like a light bulb moment, man. I got to help more people get a letter from their dad. And that's what started the mission to help 1 million dads write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting legacy letter. Pretty soon after that, we included moms in the mission. So we're trying to help a million Thank moms write much. the letter as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I have an amazing mom and two amazing grandmothers who have been a very strong influence in my life. Who've all written me letters as well, actually. But I knew that we were never going to get to a million just by um, just by inspiring people that everyone was going to be like me or a lot of people looking at that blank sheet of paper, like, what the heck do we write? And then also, if we're going to write the letter, like, let's write the best letter that we can write with all the words that everyone needs from their dad and their mom. And let's make sure that's in the letter. And so we created a, a process to really simplify writing the letter. Um, and make sure people are getting it finished, but also um, putting all the good stuff in there. And so uh, after we finished that, and this was a couple of years ago, um, dads and moms from all over the country started signing up to write the letter. And uh, I mean, I would have to pinch myself. I was like, this is what I get to do. Like I get to help people <laughs> write this letter to their children. Honor, you know, every letter that's written, um, you know, it's for their family. Um, but it honors my dad's legacy. And so I get to have this business where I'm honoring my dad's legacy. Well, a couple of the people who went through it said, this is amazing. We need to help our clients. We want to help our clients write this um, letter. When I started, I had no idea I'd be um, partnering with financial advisors, but they said, you got to put together a program to help us um, help our clients write this letter. And so that's what I did. And so uh, created a, like an online program that advisors can um, uh, send to their clients and their clients can go through it and, and write this legacy letter. And um, so I do a lot of that now. That's so cool. And we're going to have all the information for that in the show notes, of course. And I'm just super excited to be partnering with you on this and to be sharing this with as many advisors as we can, because I think 
it's really cool. And I'm going to go through it and write my kids a letter. And so I'm really excited to take the workshop and to do it. So tell me a little bit, like what goes into the letter? Like what is kind of part of the framework or the recipe, if you will? Yeah. So there's the intro section. There's the, uh, so in the intro section, you're just communicating to your children. You can imagine them getting this letter and they're like, what the heck is this? Like, I've never gotten a letter from mom or dad before. And so you're just communicating what this letter is. There's the uh, apology section. Then there's the uh, I love you section. And so this is one of my favorite sections uh, of the letter, because when a person uh, knows that they are loved by their dad and their mom, they just are so much more confident in life. I love the story that Kobe Bryant shared. Uh, He shared this about a year before he died in the helicopter. But he said that when he was 12 years old, he was playing basketball in a summer league in New Jersey, and his dad and grandfather had both played in this league. So he's feeling the pressure. He wants to do good. And he said he got to the end of the summer and didn't score a single point. And he was like so frustrated. But he said that his dad walked up to him and put his arm around him and said, Kobe, I don't care whether you score zero points or 60 points. I'm going to love you no matter what. And Kobe said that was literally the best thing that his dad could have ever told him. Like he was, he was completely freed up at that point. He couldn't fail. Like his dad's going to love him no matter what. (laughs) And so, you know, that was playing through his mind uh, for the rest of his career. And so that's what we want playing through our children's mind. Hey, mom, dad's going to love me no matter what. Um, Then the next section is uh, I'm proud of you and really communicating um, that you're proud of not of what they've done, but really who they are and focusing on their character. Like, man, it feels so good when somebody says, man, great job. I'm really proud of you. But man, when it comes from your mom or dad, it's life changing. And, uh, and I, I share that people are, are way more complicated than, than dogs. Um, but when you're trying to train a dog to sit, what do you do? Every time it gets a little bit closer to sitting, you give it a little treat and you're affirming it saying, Hey, good job. And what does that dog do? It says, Oh, all right. That felt good. I'll get a treat. I'm going to keep doing that. Well, people are the same way. So every time I tell my, my son who's four, Hey, that was a really good job um, of, you know, you, you were really good at the restaurant today. What does he say? Oh yeah. Well, I want to keep doing that because that made dad proud. And so uh, I love uh, helping parents communicate this. And then there's the, I believe in you section. And then there's the memory section, which parents, you know, it's really fun to just take a few uh, moments and just think through what are my best memories. And then uh, there's the advice section. And uh, it's really fun to see the parents come up with advice that they're going to share with their children. And really as you're helping your you know, as you think through your children and their, and you know, the advice that they need and you're sharing this advice with them, who do you end up really preaching to? You're kind of preaching to yourself here. And, <laughs> and so it's, it's for your children, but really you're the one who, who benefits the most or the first from it. Um, and then the last paragraph, and in the last paragraph, I help parents come up with their legacy line, which, you know, I shared with you, my dad's last line in the letter, but um, you know, what is, if there was one thing that you would want repeating in your children's mind over and over you know, what would that be? So that's the outline. That's so cool. I'm, I cannot wait to experience this for myself. So I think that's, that is brilliant. Cause you're right. We, we sit down to like, we have this really great idea. We're going to sit down and we're going to do this. And then it's like, but like how, cause it feels really big, right? Like 
especially as to someone listening this, to this, to this um, episode, like, oh, it has to be eloquent and it has to be impactful. And that can feel like a lot of weight, right? Like to, okay, where am I going to come up with something that's meaningful? And uh, so I love that you guide people through it and give us kind of a template to work from. Um, and, and part of what I try to do is take the pressure off as well. Yeah. Um, because you can put too much pressure on yourself, but really your children, you know, they just want to hear your heart. And so you just want to be authentic. And, um, you know, I tell parents, you know, even if you like, just have this mindset, I'm going to write like a really bad rough draft. I know it's going to be a bad rough draft. And, you know, it kind of takes the pressure off because, but once you get something down, it's easier to then go back and, and edit it. But I tell parents, even, even if something were to happen to you and your children found this like really, really bad rough draft that you came up with, (laughs) like it would be life changing for them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when do, and we're going to, then we're going to get to kind of the the businessy piece of this, but when, when do you suggest parents do this? And like, when do you give this type of a letter to your kids? Okay. Great question. I get asked that a lot. Um, So my answer is the best time to write this letter is the day that your children are born. So they have something written down and I help a lot of parents do this, but this, uh, but the second best time is now. And so it's not too late to write this letter. I help parents write this letter to their 50-year-old children. And I promise you, your 50-year-old children want to hear, I love you and I'm proud (laughs) of you. It's not too late. Um, And then, so obviously the parent who's writing it, depending on your age and your children's age, the letter might look a little different. The motivation to write the letter might um, look a little different, but it's meaningful. Um, it, It impacts your children and it does... I encourage people to give it as soon as, as soon as you can, um, not wait till you die because the words in here are so powerful. Like, let's not wait. And then also this letter, a lot of parents are writing this letter because they want, they want to have a stronger relationship, um, with their children. And so this is, this letter really does, um, do that. It brings, brings you closer together. Okay. So I, I think, I, I think everything about this is just beautiful. And, um, it's interesting. So since we talked a few months ago, I've actually been jotting things down that I was like, oh, that would actually be something that would be really cool for my letter. Like, oh, Heck yeah. Right. yeah, I've been kind of just like keeping a little thing. So I, I need to, I'm excited to get this together. And so, so for advisors listening and they're going, I know hundred percent they're sitting there going, I need to do this for my children. Um, but let's talk about how you help advisors do this for their clients and share. So at the efficient advisor, we talk a lot about systems and processes and how do we add value to our clients and how do we become, you know, an indispensable advisor, right? Like the advisor that actually makes a difference. And, um, we talk about different ways to, to contribute to our clients' lives throughout the year. And often it's, you know, very, very customized stuff specifically related to their finances. Sometimes it's just education. Sometimes it's just an opportunity. And this is kind of what I bucket that in is a really amazing opportunity for advisors to be able to add immense value. And as their clients experience this, right. And it's basically the advisor doesn't have to do a whole heck of a lot. Right. And you'll, I'm sure you'll tell us about that. Uh, but they get to have this experience for their clients where their clients are being coached through this letter. And then their clients are telling other people about it inevitably because it's such a moving and awesome experience. So that's kind of how I see it fitting in, but like, tell me, tell me just a little bit, or tell us all about how you've seen this work for advisors and sort of what that looks like. 
Well, absolutely. And everything that you're saying is absolutely right. The advisors, one of the things, the ways that they tell me is, you know, it takes it from a transactional relationship to more of this trusted life partner. Cause most of the time you're talking about numbers and then all of a sudden you present the legacy letter challenge. And now you're talking about your kids and the client. And when a client starts talking about their kids, the thing they care the most about, like, you know, when they're talking, thinking about their money, they're thinking about their money going to their kids. And so it just is an opportunity for um, the relationship to just go to a new level. So there's three different ways that we um, partner with advisors and that they can help their clients write their legacy letter. And so the basic package, and this is what every advisor, you know, kind of starts off with. And we build the advisor a landing page that includes their picture and their logo. This is where they send their clients. And from there, the uh, client logs in um, to the, there's the dad's course and the mom's course. And so there's 10 videos there that walk through the entire section of the letter, what to say, what not to say. And so some advisors, uh, they send this out in an email to everybody and then they have clients start um, logging in. Um, but then also in the annual review, um, they bring it up again. And especially right now uh, during the holiday season, um, there's a lot of advisors using it right now and reminding them of their uh, this program. I mean, because when a parent writes this letter and gives it as a Christmas gift, which a lot of parents are doing right now. I mean, what a cool Christmas gift. And, you know, I would say the most priceless, valuable gift that you'll ever give. Um, and then a lot of advisors on top of that uh, want me to do a virtual presentation um, for their clients. And I love doing these. And so this is on Zoom. And uh, sometimes they just invite uh, all their clients. They're on Zoom um, or maybe it's their A-list clients. Uh, I've seen it before where they invite them all into the room with them, like at their office, or they can go to their client's living room and, and tell their client, Hey, you can invite your friends and family. You know, this is on me. Blake's going to speak to us. Um, and so I do a one hour workshop and we walk through the whole letter. Um, and then there's also the private group. Uh, so the, the, for people that want to do more of an intimate experience, I'll do a private group. This is three sessions on zoom. Uh, usually over several weeks. And uh, I, I walk through the whole letter, people write the letter, and then um, they come back and we kind of share how it went. And then I give them the next section of the letter to, to work on. And so I also do this with um, like a lot of uh, corporate legacy experiences. So I'm doing uh, seven groups with Walmart right now. And uh, oh. these teams said, I just got word from one of the, one of the guys on the team. He said, I have, I have never bonded with my team. Like I have right now. And he's like, I would run through a wall for these people right now. And it's because they were all <laughs> writing their legacy letter together, talking about their children and talking about regrets that they've had um, and how much they love their children. So it was, I love doing the groups. Oh my gosh. That's such a cool, what a amazing. So even th thinking about applications, right? So advisors being able to offer this to their clients, but then also to their teams, and the, you know, the, the employees that they have on their teams as a something, you know, as a huge value add, something that their employees can do for their kids. And what a great way to not only create culture within your office, but to create loyalty, right? Like employers that care like that at that level that want their, their teams to have experiences like that and to feel that connection and that bonding. Cause advisors ask me all the time, like, Hey, turnover is really high. How do I get people to stick with me? Right. Yeah. And we talk about flexibility and we talk about being a good boss and how to step into a leadership, you know, mindset with them. 
but something like this is, I mean, kind of a no brainer as far as building rapport and longevity in a, in a team. I that's, that's so cool. Okay. So advisors have the three ways that they can partner with you. And, um, I won't say the price on the podcast just because podcasts live in perpetuity. Right. And I don't want anyone ever in the future to be like, wait a minute. Um, but the price that you're offering the basic at is just like really crazy, really crazy, reasonably priced for advisors to be able to do a quarterly value add. Um, you know, I think about advisors who are paying their team, you know, to put in a hundred hours of customizing different things for different clients and sending them out and following up and all the things that come along with it. And I'm just, I'm kind of floored at the pricing to be totally honest with you. Uh, so not that I'm saying raise your prices before the efficient advisor crowd gets in. Um, but it's just, as soon as, really as soon as the efficient advisor yeah. crowd gets in, we'll do it. And I have, yeah, okay, heard, I've, I've had people tell me that, you know, yeah. you know, why is it at this price? And to be honest, it just, it works for me right now. Um, yeah. and all of the, you know, it's such a win for me because I'm on this mission to help more parents write the letter. Right. And so, um, when I partner with an advisor, um, man, it's helped me re, you know, get, getting, get closer to our goal. And so, um, you know, the more, I would say, honestly, the more people that sign up, the more I can keep, keep the prices low because now I start to scalability. Yes. I I think the whole thing, and I think just from an advisor's perspective, this is such a scalable value add. Um, I just think it's so cool. And I'm thinking about, okay, well, Christmas is coming. People probably have a lot of their like, you know, um, advisors were like, oh, okay, well, we've already done our, figured out all of our stuff out for the holidays, but what a cool thing to offer for mother's day or father's day, or kind of that time of the year to embrace those <laughs> clients that are parents. Um, well, it's, yeah, you don't have to wait till really, next Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to wait. You know, you have the start of the year, you have, um, like you said, those days, but then a lot of parents are wanting to write at the end of the school year. And then a lot mm-hmm. of the parents are wanting to write a letter at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, but even if your children aren't in school, um, I mean, there's no, there's no bad time to write this letter. And just based on, you know, your story and, you know, a million others who've lost their parents super unexpectedly. Yeah. January 2nd is a great time to write this letter. Tomorrow is a great like, time to write this letter. So I just think what you're doing is, is super cool. Is there anything else that you want to share just about your, your passion or your mission? Is there anything else that you just want to leave, leave there here at the end? You know, my final thought is if, if someone's wondering like, wait, should I, is that, should I get help writing a letter? Like, is that kind of embarrassing? But, uh, I look at it like this, Tom Brady, you know, the best quarterback of all time still has a quarterback coach. He still has a life and fitness coach that, you know, Tom Brady's 45 and looks better than he did at 22. <laughs> and, and he has people helping him do that. And there's no shame in that. Why? Because it, it matters. And so when we, when there's things in our life that matter to us, we get help. And so by saying that we had some help writing this letter, by going through the legacy letter challenge, what are we really saying to our kids? Hey, you matter and this letter matters. And so I wanted to make sure I got it right. And so that's why I went through this program. I think it's amazing. And I think too, you know, anybody, like, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've heard people go, well, I listened to it on the podcast and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do that on my own. And then they call me six months later. Cause they're like, I didn't do it on my own. Even though I know I can't, I just need someone to help me guide me in the right direction, push me, hold me accountable to getting it done. And I really think that's, that's what you've developed. And it's just, well, it's and, just beautiful. And when some you know, people can sign up individually for it, 
and we have a money back guarantee on it. Like if you don't think we helped you write a better letter than what you would have written on your own, then we'll gladly give your money back. And let me just say, no one has asked for their money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I ask every, every person that I interview that is a business owner, I always try to ask for one or two things that have helped you in your business work more efficiently. So whether that's like a mindset hack or a specific tool or software, or just some kind of structure that you've created for yourself. Do you have any, a couple of like efficiency hacks that you'd be willing to share with us? I don't know if this falls into the efficiency hack category, but I will say that my life is better. My day is better. When I start off saying, God, I don't know what you're about to do today, but I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I, I thank him for all the things that he has done. And I thank him for all the things that he's going to do. And just having that kind of attitude of gratitude, even like, because starting a business are some really hard moments. And so even, you know, to, <laughs> even in the hard moments where there's no cash coming in to just say, God, I'm just grateful to even be here. Um, and, and I'm grateful for what you're going to do. And then this I, second thing, I, I really have to work, do my to-do list um, do it well. And I'm always trying different, different things, but the one I'm using right now, I'm, I'm using a Trello board and I've got a board that says I've got my inbox on it. So I, you know, if I have something I know I got to do, I put it there and then I move it over to, it's got to get done this week or tomorrow or today. And man, I live off that to-do list. And so I'm going to that, you know, several times throughout the day reminding, Oh yeah, shoot, I got to get this done. Cause if I don't, I'll forget about it. I got to write it down and look at it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You got to get this done. Same. I had this, I had my director of operations and she was one day she was, you know, I think I need to start using a calendar. And we'd been working together for like maybe eight years. And I was like, what do you mean you need to start using a calendar? And she's, oh, I just, you know, I feel like I just can't remember everything anymore. And I was like, wait a minute, you've been remembering everything. And she was, yeah. I go, what about like doctor's appointments? She just was, oh, well, I just, I just know my daughter has a doctor's appointment on June 8th at 3 PM. I'm like, what? I didn't know there were people like that out there. I am not one of them. I literally have to write every single thing down. So Trello, um, and I'll, I'll drop a link for that. So people, it's pretty cool. I've used Trello, um, in the past for task management, and it is a really, really helpful tool. So I like the idea of using that as your, as your to-do list. All right, Blake. So as we wrap up, how can people find out more about you? Where can they connect with you online and where can they get more information about the legacy letter challenge? Best place to go is legacylettertchallenge.com slash the efficient advisor. Whoop, whoop. So the efficient advisor has its own page, legacylettertchallenge.com slash the efficient advisor. That's so cool. Yay. Well, well, thanks for setting that up for us. We appreciate it. Awesome. And then where do you tend to hang out? Are you on LinkedIn for the most part or any other social handles? Uh, LinkedIn is okay. where I'm at the most, especially for this. I have an Instagram called the gift of dad. And so it is targeted specifically to dads, but we do post there a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. You too. Okay. Dab those eyes because I know you were moved by Blake's stories. And if you weren't, you are a robot and you need therapy. So dab those eyes and let's get to work. Here is how I would create a process around this idea and incorporate it as a value add in my business. You could do Blake's you know, kind of package and offer this up to all of your clients as a value add. And I would also offer it up to your team, your centers of an influence, the more the merrier. I think you still need to create some fanfare around this and here is what I would do. 
Um, I think this would actually be the perfect value add for summertime. Uh, really, like we mentioned in the episode, it doesn't matter what part of the year you do this. It's really impactful. But especially for advisors who do like a spring and a fall surge, this would be a super cool summer value add. So step one, I would add, I would set this up as a team building thing. I would personally go through this experience and with my team and get that walk through a wall for these people experience that you know Blake mentioned in this episode. I think it's helpful, not only is it awesome for your team, but I think it would be really, really helpful for you to have had this experience first so that you can share your personal story with your clients alongside Blake's story, you know, and what a gift for your team. And we've talked about, you know, team experience and team culture, and I'm doing an episode here on your employee experience, and this would be such an amazing thing to do. Step two would be to schedule your training call with Blake's team to get up to speed on everything. Step three, now I want to mention that Blake's team gives you a rollout plan with social media posts, scripts, emails, all the goodies to make it as simple as possible. So I would set up how you're going to actually do this with clients. I personally love the idea of doing it in person and having it be like a thing that clients can attend. I'd make it a nice event with food and drinks and invite couples and singles with kids to make it like an emotional and impactful party. I'd offer also up to my clients to bring friends and family. Hello, referrals. So I would organize this next. And then you could give your clients the option to do it at home as well. Um, But I think for me, I think having a live workshop and going through the videos or having Blake do it live for you guys would really deliver a super cool experience. And you could do a couple of different events and make it a little bit smaller, or you could do one big event. I personally like a little bit more intimate events. I would do maybe up to 20 people. And I love, love, love the idea of asking your clients to bring people because this is so scalable. And you know how I feel about scalable. So step four, I'd start talking about it now in all of your meetings and let your know let your clients know that it's coming up and start building up some of the hype. Step five, I would create compelling invitations. If you've got flexibility with compliance, I would make a video and an email sequence about it and really, you know, share your experience and why you want to do this for your clients. You know, what will they get out of the experience? What's in it for them? This is such a great chance to highlight that you are so much more about the entire person than just about your client's money. If you don't have a lot of flexibility with compliance, I would start, I would still try to do these two things, but I would start now so you could get a couple emails and a video put through compliance before it's time to execute. And again, they give you most of this and you can just take the scripts and the emails and just zhuzh it up a little bit and make it your own. Step six, I would make personal phone calls inviting your best clients. Again, the opportunity to build the hype, to explain what it is and why it's so impactful. And then step seven, I would execute. I'm actually getting ready to write my own letter. I've got it on the calendar to do. I'm super excited. I've gone through some major, major life events here recently, and I'm really excited to use that experience to fuel my letter, you know, to really fuel what I'm writing to the two, my two boys as a letter that could potentially change their lives. I've got the link for legacy letter and the pricing that Blake has promised to my listeners on the webpage for this episode in the show notes and on the new resources page out at the efficient And 
because I just gave you guys a ton of words <laughs> with how I would do it, I've got my step-by-step, the seven, the seven steps that I just talked about, I've got that outlined on the webpage as well. So that will all be linked for you. And I would love to chat with you more about this out in the Efficient Advisor community. The proof of concept here is huge. The advisors that have done this with Blake have seen just phenomenal, phenomenal results. So I would love to encourage everybody to at least consider this as a value add. Yeah, you're going to pay for it, but you're not paying your team countless hours to prepare stuff. I think for the pricing, I think it is just so impactful and an absolute no-brainer. I would rather you pour money into this than do any other form of advertising for like the rest of the year. I think your clients inviting their friends and family into this experience with them will be nothing short of huge. I'd also love to connect over on LinkedIn with you. I will also drop Blake's LinkedIn profile here in the show notes as well. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. And if you are so lucky to still have your mom and dad, make sure you give them a call.